Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Fish Rally friends and welcome to another edition of Spin the Rally Pod. As you know, Spin the Rally Pod is the place for all your rally news, your rally gossip, your rally updates. And I do hope you've subscribed to all our Spin the Rally Pod channels. Well, listen, um, it is the week after the Monte Carlo Rally, the first round of this year's WRC. And we left Monte Carlo Sunday evening, myself, David Evans. Good to have you here, David. Good to be here, Colin. Josie Rimmer's here as well, all the way from Seattle. Josie, Hello. good to have you here. Yeah, we left Monte Carlo Sunday evening, and we kind of went north, but headed north and a little bit right, and we've ended up in beautiful Torino. And just before we get there, we came north very quickly, because who was driving? Well, yes, Josie was driving very well, I'd Unbelievably to quickly. Uh, and very patiently. <laughs> yeah, we ended up in beautiful Torino, and we have now ended up, Monday morning, Monday lunchtime, because David couldn't get the car out of the car park, um, in one of the oldest, most splendid coffee shops in all of Torino. It is so grand. It was a complicated I car park. Just and who should we find sitting in this coffee shop but our dear friend and rally aficionado, the man who knows everything, Andrea Damo. Andrea, lovely to bump into you here in this fine coffee shop. Welcome uh, back. Thank you. In Turin. Freeze, freezing. It is cold, and it's going to snow tonight. We could have done with some snow on the Monte, though, Andrea, couldn't we? Yeah, but, but uh, it comes a bit late. Uh, yeah. uh, it's apparently snowing on Torini now. Is that right? Of course. Do you know what? That very often happens. Now, you, you're a man who knows the history of the Monte Carlo Rally inside out. But, you know, very, very often, we come to the Monte Carlo Rally, there's no snow. They run the Monte Carlo historic, historic. a week or so later, and it's snowed and it's in. full snow. Yeah. Yeah. How often does that happen? Nearly every time. Very often. That is true. That is true. I remember, because incidentally, this Thursday, Turin will be one of the starting town. Yeah, and it really, just outside this coffee, in Piazza San Carlo, there will be the starting ramp. For the historics? Yes, sir. Wow. And uh, would be great to see maybe the car starting uh, in an EV, snow, or things mm. like that. But yeah. I don't it, know. But I sure. think what we find interesting is that the big man upstairs is a, is a historic fan. Obviously. He's a fan Obviously. Of yeah, he's basically rebelling against Rally One cars, isn't he? <laughs> he's saying, you've got those regulations wrong. You know? God is not a Rally One believer, is he? <laughs> no. Listen, we, we all had a, a wonderful time on the rally. Josie, it was your first Monte Carlo rally. I think we all remember our first Monte Carlo rally. It's such a special experience, isn't it? It was just amazing, yeah. Tell me, tell me about, you know, about your first impression then of Monaco, of Monte Carlo, of the whole WRC circus, Casino Square. I think circus is absolutely the right word for it. Um, you know, you see it on TV, you watch the F1 here, um, and then to see it see it in person is, is almost a little bit overwhelming. It is. Do you know what I remember? The first time I came to Monaco was the hill. 
you know the hill that they what do they call that hill? Sandavot. And how steep it was. I'm going, no, this can't be the Formula One hill because it doesn't look as steep as this on the telly. Yeah. Did that strike you? Uh, yes. Absolutely. But I think it is that it's the whole it's you watch it on TV and then it's we were talking about this, it's that kind of pinch yourself moment. Yeah. And it's in Casino Square when you stand there and it's like But it, how did it compare? Because obviously you've done a lot of ARA rounds, a lot of American rallying. And all, the level, it's a world championship, of course it is. But were there aspects that kind of exceeded even your expectation? Was it bigger than you thought, the whole service park and everything? Yeah, I mean, you know, one of the one of the big differences of American rally is simply that you're far away from everything. Once you're at the rally, you're in the middle of the woods, no cell reception, you know, there, there's nobody there other than the people who are competing in the rally, maybe a couple spectators. You and know. a few moose. And a few bears. moose. <laughs> Some bears, which David loves. David yeah, loves I'm all about the bears. <laughs> um, but here it's it's just in the center of everything, you know. Uh, whether or not you know about the rally or knew about the rally, um, you know, local locals are, are walking up to it and spectating it all day. So, yeah, just to be so immersed in, in the everyday life is pretty amazing. And then you go, we go out to Monaco Proper and to these kind of far-flung places, which, in the, you know, you go to Entrevaux this morning, there's nobody. You know, there's one man and his dog walking through Peugeot Tenier. But yesterday, in the middle of these tiny places, it was round, wasn't it? Was it was the centre of the rally world. You know, that, was a, that was a point to Josie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was, wasn't it? Entrevaux, a little place in Entrevaux with a little cafe and a little yes. barbecue out the front and the guy making the French onion yes, soup. Yes, we made, oh. we made friends with the woman making the, the saucisson sandwiches. I mean, just... You broke amazing. the rules, though, because you were what? supposed to have ham and raclette cheese. <laughs> and they do not do raclette cheese sandwiches, but just for, veg- for, for, for Josie vegetarian. <laughs> they did, and it was amazing. It did it make the car It sunk the car up, but it was it worth it. It was, it was worth it. Worth <laughs> sure. Now, look, the, the rally itself, Andrea, we have you here. The greatest brain in rallying you are. Um, I will pay the bill, no worry. Can <laughs> I have another bill. coffee and another glass on them? I will pay the bill. You, um, you, you are no, going out too listen, much with this. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, listen, you, you are my friend. Um, but sometimes you need to accept a little bit of credit. And you have the biggest rally brain of anyone I know. Okay, if there are others out there, I'll give them credit. But I don't know anyone else that has. So please take that as a compliment and don't keep pushing it away. Are you told <laughs> off? Are you told off suitably now? So biggest brain in rallying. Um, tell me what your hopes were for this Monte Carlo rally. What were your expectations ahead of the year? And then, do you think the rally kind of lived up to hopes and expectations? Uh, sadly, I'm 51. And uh, sadly, no, not sadly, because it could be much less. So I'm happy that I'm still here after one year. And I have to say, um, one thing is what uh, you would love to have. Another thing is when uh, it becomes the, the rational in it, no? And uh, having worked so much uh, in rally and knowing the rules as they are now, that they do not allow you or the teams to test a lot, I thought that uh, the battle would have been just uh, between uh, the three that in the end came up. Because uh, we have to be fair and square with each and every one. Uh, Thierry knows the car, of course Roger and uh, Rovan Perra, they know the car. Oit is just out in a team that is brand new. I think that uh, knowing him has put in lots of pressure on the shoulder of the guys there. I hope uh, in the proper way. I try to stress him about. And uh, 
I'm sure he cannot jump in the car and go fast like that. Also because uh, we cannot forget that there's been one of the most dry rally, you know, and in dry, you have to have a much more car confidence to push to the limit. We cannot forget that. And uh, I think he has done well. He finished the rally after many years. He brought back uh, home points, and I think especially this year will be very, very important to collect all the points. And uh, that's it. I, I, wouldn't, I didn't show any sword or lappy. And sorry, I don't uh, want to offend no one, but any that Evans be able to compete. I was surprised a bit at the start of the rally by the Evans performance. I disagree. Uh, that's happy because uh, finally you have to know. It's not I start to be boring to be always right. <laughs> but how, how he was the only one that was really getting. It was close to Ogier through Friday night, and then by Saturday night he was 56 seconds behind, and he'd lost 52 seconds with a puncture. With a puncture. Sorry, my microphone just fell off. Yeah, and I think, I think the sound man might have pointed that out beforehand. Yeah, he David did, being the fashionista that he is, would now firmly attached to my scarf. I, you know, I, I think, for me, what we saw from Evans was an ability to bounce back, to not let the puncture get into his head, and to come back. Um, and I, I do believe that we will see Alvin in a championship fight this year. I think we'll see. We'll come back to this in yeah. 10 months. In 10 months, uh, okay. Let's you'll be right. Let's bet uh, a dinner. I let's agree with you, David. Yeah, but, but I'm not going to have a dinner in UK. You come here, because sorry, it will be more expensive. But, uh, <laughs> it's, not, it's probably cheaper isn't by the time we fly across. You couldn't get enough of London in, in yeah. just before Christmas, though. Yeah, you yeah, 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 yeah. I've been there. I've been there. I've been there. A long weekend. When we look at the performances, and you mentioned the top three, four, five, I guess. You've got By the way, sorry, I love Evans. Don't get me wrong. I love the way he is. Yeah. I love uh, the fact that I remember his dad driving uh, the, the, the Sierra Cosworth uh, four-wheel driven. I love this guy. Mm. And it's sad for me to say that. Don't get me wrong. Don't mm. get me wrong. And no, we no. need him in the... In the yeah. and, and he's perfectly capable of bouncing back. And, and as David said, you know, I think we saw some real glimmers of um, hope for Evans, on, particularly on the Thursday evening and then the Friday before that puncture. I, I do wonder, you know, the, the puncture then takes the pressure off him in some ways, and yeah, that allowed, him, that allowed yeah. him then to, to maybe just the freedom. Yeah, you know, would he, 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 he would stay there, you know, I, I don't know. But he, he was my, 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 my concern about what we saw over the whole weekend. The gap between our top four and five and the rest was enormous between, you know, Oit Tanak, and then we start looking at drivers who have won rallies, Lappi, Sordo, and then you'd have to include Lube in that as well. The gap between them was absolutely vast. That is not a good thing. Uh, no, it's not a good thing, but I would not expect nothing different. But did we expect to see Lappi and Sordo being so far off the pace? Lappi got better on the, on the Saturday. No, I, I would expect them to be better. To be at that kind of place? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also because uh, Danny was not uh, rallying on this stage from sometimes. And uh, when you are running on them full dry, you need full confidence. Uh, Monday morning, uh, it's very easy to say what you should have done. Everyone is able. I guess uh, um, not everyone sitting in this cafe, but most of them. <laughs> so it's a uh, very stupid from my side to say you should have done this on that. But uh, you know, the past is good to understand the mistakes and maybe to plan the next, uh, the next rally's drivers is good the experience that you get. So here's the question for you. 
Did Hyundai drop the ball before the start of the season by picking Sordo ahead of Craig Breen? Craig Breen was on the podium last year, as he, you know, okay, it was in the Ford, uh, the M Sport car. He likes Monte Carlo. Um, he's confident in Monte Carlo. Should Breen have been in that car rather than Sordo? Uh... It's also true that they would have need someone deciding because I, I don't know exactly how was the situation there before Monte Carlo. The new team principal just arrived and it looks like he doesn't know rally. So, you know, you cannot pretend someone who doesn't know rally to take decision like this one. Uh, I don't gonna say I would have done. I'm not gonna say has been a mistake or not because Monday morning everything it is. But uh, clearly, uh, Danny was a bit down was also making a comment that I think uh, it's a failure but it's a sad and uh, should raise some pro some question when he said the problem is the spacer between the seat and the steering wheel when a driver says yeah, like this at the end of the stage means that he lost his self-confidence he had lots of problems uh, during the rally here and there and I know Danny is someone that I love a lot is one of the best friends that I left there and uh, I also know that he needs support. He needs to feel himself inside the family. And I hope they can uh, give him back to him. He's lost uh, uh, too many people close to him in the team. But he also needed a racing car there. And he didn't have a racing car for Friday. He had a car that was moving too much. The car was too soft. He was turning in. He, the car was floating. It was sliding. It was understeer. It was oversteer. That's, you know, he's a very precise driver, isn't he, Danny? And he comes from, he lives in a go-kart. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, oh, Don, uh, she's coming. And don't forget my cappuccino, by the way. I'd like to order it, but they won't no, understand no, me. No, we, we his attention. Uh, Danny Sordo, you know, we, we all love Danny, and we know that he's a very talented lad. Here's the other thing about, and I, we'll, we will talk about the other teams, but let's, let's start talking um, about Hyundai. I got the sense that there was a similar situation there to the situation we saw at M Sport last year. There was a lot of pressure on Breen. And when Breen wasn't able to, to compete, which was far too often, you know, the lineup was too thin. Um, you know, okay, Neuville was able to compete. But at times, it, to me, it was Neuville or nothing for, for Hyundai at the weekend. And for me, that's a dangerous situation. Ah, uh, pardon, pardon. Uh, so, uh, cappuccino. Grazie. Uh, due cappuccino, cappuccino. Grazie. Tre cappuccino, cappuccino. Oh, a chocolate. Um, what's a hot chocolate? Chocolate. Like eh, take a bicherine. Trust me. See, see. Here we go. Uh, it's faster to drink it than explain it. We're learning a bit of Italian culture here. It's fantastic. What's the drink here where you have coffee, chocolate, and cream? Oh, uh, bicherine. Is that yes, the three? Uh, I want some of that. Yeah. I want one of those. You've got Did you to hear that? It's, 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 it's a speciality yeah. in Torino. Oh, oh my words. So is it, is it, is it, I keep my cappuccino. Me too. Yes, okay. Two cappuccino and three bicherine. Thank you. And what are they called? Bicherine. Bicherine. So it's, it's uh, hot chocolate, coffee and cream. Oh my goodness me, that's perfect. Me. Uh, okay. It's not really, really related. <laughs> no. But... Uh, Glass in a Piemontese dialect is bicher. A bicherin is a diminutive, small glass. Right. That's right. it. Right. There we go. It's not really related, sorry, but uh, you know, I, I, I'm a poor retired man, so I, I have maybe to get some money from the municipality to bring tourists here. So let's You're see. doing a very good job. We've come back for you know, the third or fourth time. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Um, so back to Hyundai. So, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll debate about whether they've got a little bit of a lack of strength and depth in terms of their drivers. But for me, they must be disappointed in some ways. Yes, a million times better than when we were here 12 months ago discussing it. But... The previous three tarmac rallies, they've won. Well, exactly. I was just going to say that we've got to stop going back to 12 months ago. Because right. it's the first win those last three tarmac rallies because Toyota have taken its eye off the oh, ball. And, and is that a worrying sign then that Toyota have has obviously put its eye back on picked the ball it up again. and killed them? What do you think? Did For sure. Uh, I think maybe they did. The team is built around the theory. Yeah. And so at least they could make the things easier to manage. For sure. I've been surprised by the performance because at the end he finished 34 seconds behind Auger. It's quite a margin. It's quite a margin. It remembers me a bit 2021 when Hyundai was not uh, on the performance level. I knew why and I hope uh, they can recover as we did in Arctic in 2021. Uh, why they were so far from the pace, I don't know. Thierry spoke about uh, some setting, uh, set up uh, decision that uh, has been done, maybe not in the proper way. Could be. I don't know. I also know that these cars uh, are not really Formula 1. So you can, okay, also in Formula 1, but you can address a bit of stuff. Because, you know, at the end you have a one front ramp, one front and one rear ramp. You have a springs, you have a diff. Mm. It's no more like in the past where you have so many settings. Maybe, maybe they had some dampers oh setting. me. Sorry, Andrea, to interrupt. You can go back to your dampers. I'm going to what's coming on the table. What are these? Tell me. To explain uh, to me what these, these are. These are, uh, mamma mia. Uh, I know the Italian word, but I'm not sure that it helps. Uh, Tell us the Italian word. Allora, questo è un cannolo. Oh, cannoli. Cannolo. Cannolo. Un babà. Yes, that looks like a little beautiful little donut no. thing. Then uh, those are... Shoe pastry? Ah, mamma mia. I also forgot the Italian word, you know. I'm so bad at this because my doctor is keeping me with a strong diet. So I prefer to also forgot the name of these things uh, to not get, uh, to not feel bad. Well, let me describe what we've got in front of us then. We've got a, what do you call it? A little platter 
with a little miniature pastry. Alzata. Step ah, up. No, you, you present the stuff in an alzata. Ah, we learned that last night because and of the stairs. What's the word for stairs? What's the word for it's stairs? Estrade. Estrade? What's Estrade. this called? Stairs. Oh, stairs. Right. Anyway, it's absolutely It's a beautiful little selection of one, two, three, Italian four, five, for six, is not going ten well. little <laughs> bite-sized delicacies, sweet treat delicacies. That just look, they look like a picture. It's a work of art. I'm concerned though, we are rapidly approaching lunchtime. Yeah. We are still going to do lunch. Lunch is going, oh my goodness me. And now here come these, these incredible concoctions. Oh. I think that, right. that this podcast is so nice, that, but we have to add some pictures. pictures yeah, yeah, yeah. So let, let me describe. This is why I'm trying to describe what we've got here. So we have a glass uh, no, cup. No mix and no sugar. Okay? No, no, you no don't mix. Stir so you don't put sugar, you don't stir it. So we have a layer of chocolate at the bottom, it's in a glass mug. A, you can see the layer of coffee, and then there's a layer of uh, thin cream on top of that, and it looks absolutely delightful. And is that a little love art in it just for me? I think it is. I'm going to try a little bit. Here we go. Oh, my word. That's really good. That's really, really good. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful, Andrea. Thank you. So at least... Uh I don't know if we are going to say smart thing in the podcast, but you enjoy the timing. Oh, it's wonderful, <laughs> Torino. Um, so, well, let's move on then from Hyundai and let's move. Let's let's move before we go to M Sport. I think we should dedicate a little bit of time, more than a little bit of time, to the performance of Sebastian Ogier and Toyota. It is quite remarkable. The guy's a part-time driver, and I reckon if he did a full season this year, he could well be the man to beat. Um, his, strat his strategic thinking, his rally craft his ability behind the wheel, his ability almost to outthink the other drivers, to intimidate them by his presence. Uh, it's something else that we haven't seen for some time, Andrea. First of all, permit myself to say that I'm happy for uh, Landais. Yes, yes Because uh, he deserved it. He was uh, struggling uh, and be a bit accused in the past when he was racing, rallying with uh, Loubet. And uh, I think he deserved this win. And uh, I think it uh, has been very difficult for him uh, to sit aside Auger. Because uh, Auger is Auger, has won what he won. Yeah, and uh, I think that the yeah. months were there. Say that, uh, I think that uh, Auger has shown again what he's capable uh, of. And he planned everything in my mind, uh, in his mind, but in my opinion. Perfectly, because he was pushing hard on Thursday night, uh, say to everyone, giving, passing the message to everyone, I'm here, step up uh, your level. On Friday, simply smashed the, 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 each and every one. Honestly, if we look at, if I am not wrong, uh, I was in mountain, forgive me, I was following a bit, till stage 12, no one else than a Toyota driver was able to win a stage. <laughs> it's remarkable, isn't it? Mm. So it means that uh, he was uh, there. Auger was for surely proper, but they prepared the, the rally very well also. They test as uh, each and anyone else, but uh, the car was there. And I think that they also been able to sort the problems that they had in Japan, because, sorry, in Japan, they were far away from the mm. performances. So I think that has been a no panic reaction from their side and uh, they plan everything properly. And uh, I think that uh, Auger on top, but Rovampera after, when he decided to floor the throttle, they simply disappeared and they were unreachable from the others. David, did you get to the bottom 
of perhaps what the, the cause of the underperformance in Japan was? Did you, did you ever did you establish was anything in particular? Let's say in the proper way. Did Tom told you? I'm I'm bad, I know. No, you're not. You're I'm, all good. I'm improved, a, but I cannot a, be so much improved, you know. I think there was a combination of factors, you know, we shouldn't lose sight of the fact that actually they were struggling a bit in Japan. But Evans was leading. Yes. You know, going yes, into was. Sunday, wasn't he? Yes, and he was. There was a couple of things. There was the small mistake, and then there was the rain. They were on the wrong tyre. So they could have won that rally. <coughs> right, right. And then they come away with a first and fourth. But yeah, I think you'd look back to, say, Spain, uh, where they, they were struggling more there. I think that Tom said it. You know, they took their. They saw what Hyundai got in Monty 12 months ago. And I know we said we weren't going to refer back to 12 months ago. But Tom said they took their, they looked at that and they thought, okay, we're pretty good. Um, and perhaps they took their eye off the ball for a while. Certainly in terms of, in terms of, um, but then, you know, the issue was they, they won in Monty, they won in Croatia, so they thought they got tarmac licked, maybe. Um, and then they throttled back a little bit on development. And plus, Andre, you know that when you'd only got, including Monty, four tarmac rallies, you don't divert much resource to a time of development, do you? Yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true, absolutely true, but... Uh... But no, I think, I, I, you know, I don't think they were quite as bad as... The, as, as, as maybe the results suggested. They weren't a mile behind, were they? Um, but it was, a, it was a consummate performance, guys, from, from Toyota this weekend. It was the perfect way for them to start the year. Um, you know, we, we can take Ogier out of the question. We could do a whole podcast on Ogier and his ability. And you mentioned it, David, how much of a statesman he is. I would say, if I, sorry, if I believe myself, his ability to set up the car and to prepare the rally in the proper way. You think so? You think that's yeah. He's used his experience. He's got the best mm -hmm. base setup before the rally. I think so. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Because um, the car was performing. Uh, I'm the not the one yeah. that who says, ah, I see the car rock. But uh, when you see yeah. something so evident that even me, I can able to understand, means that it was really okay. The others were a bit... Uh, let me use the word... Uh, There's a lot of arm waving, mm -hmm. which you can't see, which is inferring <laughs> that the cars are a little bit soft and a little bit all over yeah, the place. Something, uh, uh, it's a, a twitchy, car yeah. dynamic, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The others were moving quite, um, mm. quite much. But, you know, you just made the point there, Cole. And, Josie, this is something we talked about. The way that Augier was at the finish, he was just a great human being. You know, to, to the way that he put his arm around Lande on the... And it was this moment when Vincent and they were both on the roof of the car. And Vincent sort of went for the hug and then sort of checked himself. And then Augier just he totally enveloped him. And, and, and from that moment onwards, it was the point... Like, you made the point, Josie, that... He, Augier went to take the champagne and then said, no, give it to him yeah. first. You know, every bit, at every turn. Bringing him in. He brought him in and he just shone an absolute light on him. Here's the thing. So, <laughs> he's like me. It's not as bad as people say. No, exactly. <laughs> and he's not, he's, he's, he, that is correct. He's mis misunderstood. But if you remember, in, I think it was Japan, when we were talking to Vincent and we said, you know, what is it you, when you're talking to Seb, what are you calling him? Are you calling him? You know, Sebastian, are you calling him Seb? Are you calling him? And David went, 
you're calling him Mr. Oji until you until you earn the right to call him anything else. He's yeah, earned the right. He's earned the right. He's yeah, earned yeah. the right to be uh, yeah. to call him Seb. And it, I mean, imagine that moment though as a Frenchman. Oh. You know, to, as a young Frenchman who was here, as you say, with Loubet, yeah. you know, whenever, and, and you know, all of a sudden, he's thrust into the limelight. Question for the brain, for the brain of rallying. David and I discussed this this morning, and we might have come up with the answer, but you might put us right. The last driver to have won three rounds of the championship with three different co-drivers. Because so Ogier's done it with on the spot. So who's Ogier done it with? He's clearly done it. For with. sure, Henry Toy won it. We think there may have been one after that. Could be, no, I want to start from yeah. the past. Yeah, 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 you can walk forward. If we go through, maybe the co-drivers, so I reckon it was Denny Giraudet. For, this is, yeah. You are Cancunen. Yeah, Cancunen. Yeah, that's what I we I was think. just uh, coming back. Uh, <laughs> when you were speaking, I was coming so, back he, from... So uh, he did Denis Giraudet, Seppo. Nicky Grist. And Gristy. Anybody else? Never you, you have heard them? Yeah, with Repo, he won uh, also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with four so different co-drivers. Co wow. Yeah. So Ogier has to come back. And he won the rally where he has been told to slow to let... The Poor Richard, Richard win, Burns. and yeah. they incidentally didn't understand the message, and he won. But I understood the message completely, and that's where the word, the, I can't remember, was it Richard? Politically, we probably should say that it was Richard that coined the phrase, where there's a fin, there's a shark. Yeah. <laughs> and that was that incident. Maybe so we are stepping out, wow. but uh, you know, wow, it's incredible. nice to let Let's that. not land Robert in, in, in deep water, and hot water with his so, no. so finished just, colleagues. Just moving things on a bit, I mean, um, Toyota. They're in really good shape. David, David's got to apologise. Well, David, you can apologise. You, you do have to run off. So yes, I do. Um, we've really enjoyed your contribution. Arrivederci. Thank you very much. Uh, David's <laughs> off. So it's just, it was just, pretty good. Let me say, I would have understood what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Myself, Josie, and uh, the brain of rallying, Andrea Damo. Um, <laughs> Top these one. <laughs> listen, I come from a radio background, and when you work in radio, you have to create characters, and everyone's got a name. You, you create characters so that it, it, it paints pictures. I was the voice, the voice of Ryan. Was, so we had at the end of the stage, we had the handsome cameraman, the athletic cameraman. I actually even coined the phrase the rally guru for, for, for Julian Porter. Um, and I think you should just be the brain. And the handsome one was, do you know who the handsome one was? Of course you do, you worked with him. The handsome one was Andreas Mickelson. Oh. You know, so you are the brain. That's fine, accept it, it's good. Um, yes, so I have no chance to be the handsome one against Andreas. <laughs> yes, 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 but Bruce Willis was, you know, he wasn't classically handsome, but, but the ladies really quite liked him. Um, here's the thing, we talked about, we talked last night about, um, you know, David, myself, Elliot, the cameraman, talked about, you know, is there a driver in the WRC that we've got a man crush on? Um, and for me, it's got to be, it's got to be OJ. It's got to be OJ because you're such a nice, good, decent guy. If, if you could only have one friend in the WRC, if you know, it all came down to it and they said, there's only one friend that you can have from the drivers, the current drivers, um, who, would, who would you want to be your friend? What a question. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I think sorry. Uh, you better don't have a driver to be a friend. <laughs> You're sitting on the fence. Josie? I'm not going to answer this question. No, you can, you can include team to bosses be, in this. <laughs> to be a friend? Yes, to Just be a friend, a friend. Someone that would keep you entertained, amused, um, you know, intellectually stimulated. Um, you know, if you could only speak to one, anyone? Um, 
I mean, I, I hate to steal yours, but yeah, I'd want to be friends with Ogier. I think so. But of course, you know, a good friend that we already have is, is up and coming Mr. Solberg. Yes, we absolutely. A very good friend of Dirtfish. We do love yeah. young Solberg. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Um, so anyway, let's move on and, and, and we'll, we'll wrap up on Toyota because they're in very good health, Andrea. There's no question about that. Toyota looked in very good health. Let's move then to M Sport, guys, because M Sport, um, you know, they, they've made their intentions very clear this year. It's two drivers on each event. The money that they've got, the limited, very limited budget that they've got, will go 100% into making Oik Tanak the driver's champion. Can he be our championship winner this year, Andrea Adamo? Well, I have another little cake. <laughs> well, uh, I think that uh, if there is a man that I respect the most in WRC, and uh, for which for me has been also difficult to work uh, somehow against, is Malcolm. He's the one that uh, if you, you say a friend, uh, driver, etc., etc. No, but uh, if I can uh, say that uh, I am a friend of Malcolm means that I didn't waste uh, the years I spent in WRC. And uh, to see his cars still having uh, technical issues as we face in Monte Carlo is something that uh, was uh, painful for me. And seriously, because I, you know, I, I, I have no need to speak well or bad about there. I'm uh, enjoying my mountains and doing the stuff that I'm doing. And uh, I really hope they can come up uh, on these reliability issues that they face again in Monte Carlo, because uh, maybe they are different, etc., etc. But we cannot forget that was uh, that they were already jeopardizing a bit last year. So it's banal to say that uh, to come first, first uh, to to win a rally first, you have to finish, etc., etc. But. Uh, I really hope uh, they can come on top of this stuff because when you start to have this problem you can also enter in a loop of tension of pressure etc 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 and uh, may affect uh, the balance of the team and they have uh, the opportunity to win the driver championship with Oit that I think uh, is a really focus on it and uh, I think also his mood, everything is really proper. Let's hope. So you've worked with Oit, you know how much he will push that team, how much he will drive and lead from the front. Um, will they be able to keep up with him, to keep up with his demands, his requirements, his needs? I think uh, Oit uh, 
can lead the team. Is he, is he a, we know he's a strong character. Is he enough of a team player? Because maybe you need a team player as well as a strong character there. Because as you said, some drivers need to be loved. They need to feel wanted. They need to feel embraced. It's the same with some teams, don't they? They need to feel as if they're getting a little bit of appreciation. It's the drivers driving, but it's the boys that are working, the girls that are working 20, 22 hours a day to put the cars on the stages. Is he that kind of character? Who can, a bit like Maximus Decimus Aurelius. What was his name in the movie? <laughs> what was the film called? Um, anyway, um, no, what's it called? Gladiator. Oh, you know, Gladiator, right. inspiring and leading from the front. Um, is he, is he you know, able to, to bring the troops along with him? I think he's uh, smart enough, and I hope he can be possibly relaxed enough to understand that uh, he maybe needs to do it. But you know, it's something that uh, it comes a bit along uh, the thing. Because uh, if you start to win, everything comes easier. You need to be the leader, you need to calm people, you need to cheer the people, and uh, as being one of the, it's, it's the, the most, one of the most difficult parts of my job in the past, when you are not winning. Because if you win, oh, everything is easy. Reasonable easy, easy, don't get me wrong. Uh, if uh, you have uh, another difficult rally in Sweden, then you go to Croatia and maybe the tarmac setup is still not there, etc., etc., and then you go to Mexico, uh, blah, 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 then maybe you need, uh, you will see there if, uh, or it can be, if the team is strong enough uh, to, to, to still support. Because uh, I think, uh, and this is the only thing that maybe I'm sure, and then maybe I will be wrong, that having three top drivers in three teams, three, four, will give us uh, possibly a good open championship. Hopefully. Yeah. At least for the driver man title that, uh, you know, I don't give it to. But uh, <laughs> for the manufacturers uh, also, I think it will be interesting because uh, of course, M Sport is not in a strong position for to fight for it, but uh, they can be the, the crazy one, no? That, well, they can uh, be the one that decides it. Well, they can decide it, you know, if, if White wins and takes strategic yeah. points off the others, yeah. So yeah. it's a bit uh, something that can yeah. So I hope it yeah. will. Yeah, let's hope it does indeed. Uh, you know, the, again, let, let's have a, a quick look at Pierre-Louis Loubet because I like Pierre-Louis Loubet. I really do. He's, he's a nice kid. Um, he's got a lot of enthusiasm. He had a torrid year at Hyundai. Really difficult year, didn't he, two years ago. He came into M Sport last year and he showed some potential. He showed some signs, particularly in Greece. I think when he led at the end of day one, he won stages. He's clearly got speed and ability. Is he doing it the right way? Is he going about things the right way? Because things, certainly on Monte Carlo, seem to take a little bit of a step back. The pace was there, but we saw those, the raggedness. We saw the, the errors creeping in, the costly errors creeping in. Is he going about becoming a regular challenger in the right way? Hmm. This I don't know. Uh, I don't want to be misunderstood for sure. He did not bad last year, but uh, he was leading in a rally where the sweeping was most important. Eh? So don't get yeah, me wrong. No, no, I, I don't like this. I, I'm sorry, Andrea. I do but not I'm like happy that. you don't like it's, final. No, no, no. no. I, I don't like that. And I'll tell you why I don't like that. And I've never liked it. 
Yes, it's an absolute fact, but you still have to drive that car quicker than anyone else. And that is no easy task. At this level, quicker than to, anyone at else. At this level, but you have to. I know they have to, Come but it, it shows talent, it shows ability. If you can drive those cars at that kind of speed, with that kind of confidence, you have something about you. And, that, and that's why I don't like this constant, you know, you, you're taking away from a driver who's actually achieved something, who's shown us he has the ability to control that car at that speed. And he happens to be leading the rally because of his road position at the end of the I'm day. not saying this, I'm saying that uh, you cannot uh, put this out of the equation to evaluate the driver. Because uh, you are a journalist, you are a passionate, uh, and you have the passion driving you, and I appreciate this why I like you. But uh, if you are an engineer and you are someone managing a team and you have to pick a driver, you cannot remove this stuff from the equation. You are pretty much driven by your heart, and this is why you are Colin Clark. I'm pretty much driven by my brain. Which is why you are the brain of Rally. <laughs> voilà, I raise it as we were in volleyball, and I have to consider the things under the rational point of view and don't have to be emotionally driven because if I would be emotionally driven I, I, I would have done things different in my life but it's why I'm here you are there and it's why you are still there and I'm at home so say that uh, I hope he can uh, he has everything now because they are just two cars so he can really care in the proper way he can do the stuff they can manage the, the things in the proper way. And then let's not forget another thing, if I may. Each team, if I'm not wrong, has a certain number of uh, test days. And Sport has only two drivers. Yeah, how does that work? Does that mean they have one third of the I don't know, days? but basically, yes. It's not up to the number of drivers that you have. It's the number of the total days that you have, if I'm not wrong. If I am not wrong. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so each driver gets a little more testing in. in somehow they can do, they can do something. Maybe I'm wrong, but for sure, if you have only two drivers to care, two cars, etc., etc., you can really check. And I hope, I hope, he can also learn from someone like Coit that we cannot also forget. He has to be smart to see what he's doing and learn from Coit because I think he's someone that is in. A, car setting, etc, etc, one of the best uh, I met in rally. And I obviously learned from Seb, you know, their time that they spent together at M Sport was incredibly beneficial for Oit. Yeah. It really was. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. 
Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Uh, so yeah, so listen, Josie, it was your first Monte Carlo rally. Um, we know that you are the driving force behind Dirtfish's Women in Motorsport Month, uh, and it's coming up again in far too short a time, I would imagine, <laughs> for you. Uh, but you know, Monte Carlo is a great opportunity for you to, um, you don't have to sell what you do, but to, to do a little bit of networking and to meet some of the very important women that are involved in this sport. It was, it was great for you, I'm sure, to catch up with them and to have that opportunity. Yeah, um, you, you know, I've, I've wanted to come to Monte for, what, three years now? Well, forever, but it was sort of a, a, sort of a, rea- a potential reality for the last three years. Um, obviously wanted to come the first time, you know, when, when Oit was repping Dirtfish on his helmet, and then, and then again last year I was supposed to come to have meetings with Michelle Mouton to discuss the Dirtfish Women in Motorsport program um, prior to our launch last March, which was our Women's Month, where we launched the Women in Motorsport Initiative. Um, this year, we... <laughs> I'm just watching Andrea throw throw rappers at David to get his attention. As long as it doesn't degenerate into a food fight, then we're okay. (laughs) So, you know, all the bad things they told you about me are true. (laughs) (laughs) It's good to know. Um, Anyway, so this year I was able, obviously, to come to Monty to meet Michelle, um, and we got to sit down and and really chat about about our our Dervish Women in Motorsport program. Um, Our upcoming Women's Month is happening for the entire month of March. It'll be brand new content every single day, every single day a new article or video or interview or something uh, featuring a woman in motorsport will be posted on dirtfish.com. We've got four all-women's classes running, three one-day programs and one three-day program. Um, And of course it all culminates in our summit event, our Women in Motorsport Summit on March 11th where Michelle will be in, in, in attendance in person. Pernilla Solberg will be joining us. Rian and Gelsimino will be re- representing some American rally. Um, and we've got so many more guests coming. So this event has, I mean, this, this rally, rather, has been just amazing. Um, you know, again, when we started the Women in Motorsport Initiative, it was all about, it's about representation. Um, there are women everywhere in rally, and you just don't hear about them. So walking around the Monte Carlo service park, seeing female engineers, female techs, female media members, um, you know, women in every role in the motorsport world, and, and, and we're still not hearing enough about it. Um, but it was wonderfully inspiring to be able to see all those women in those positions being incredibly successful. Um, yeah. No, it's incredible, isn't it? You know, last year was the inaugural year, and it's ramped up, never mind a level or two, it's ramped up massively for this year. The reception that you, you got around the service park to the initiative that you've started was really encouraging. Yes. Yeah, honestly, I'm, I'm surprised. Not surprised, I guess, because I don't want to make... <laughs> I don't want this to come out wrong, but um, when you're so immersed in something, you forget that maybe other people know about it. You know? Yeah, yeah. So it was really encouraging to, to have people bring up Dirtfish Women in Motorsport to me, yeah. you know, before I had even brought it up. Um, and it makes it feel like we really are, you know, spreading the word the way that we want to. We are becoming quite successful, you know, in um, achieving the goals that we've set for ourselves. So, so if any of our listeners want to get involved, Joseph, if they want to get in touch with you and, and tell you their story, how would they go about doing that? 
Yeah, so you can just email info at dirtfish.com um, and the team will connect you to me and we can chat. Um, we're always looking on women. We're always looking for women to write articles about or to get involved. Um, if you do have the ability to get to Seattle for March 11th, I mean that day, it's going to be panels, discussions, and then so many women-owned businesses will be coming in. It'll just be an amazing event. Um, so if you can come to Dirtfish on March 11th, that's where to be. Yeah, you know, I have to say, and I, I might have mentioned this once or twice over the last week or two, uh, but I was on the Dakar Andrea Damo this year for the first time. It was an incredible experience. And a number of things struck me about the Dakar, but perhaps the most striking thing was just how many women. Yes. The Dakar is a monstrous organization, the organizational mm -hmm. logistics around it. And it was, I would say, predominantly controlled and run by very, very, very yes. capable women. And how well did it run? <laughs> For me, it was astonishing. I mean, you cannot, unless you see it, you genuinely cannot imagine the size of this yeah. thing. Um, and, you know, the first two or three days went really well and went as planned. These bivouacs are enormous, two and a half thousand people. It's like a little town. It's like a little town mm -hmm. that moves every single night and clearly takes months of preparation yes. to set these up in the middle of the desert. <laughs> One of them was washed out, the bivouacs, by, by some unseasonable rains. And within four hours, this incredible team had come up with an alternative plan, alternative routes, alternative bivouacs. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it was just one of the most incredibly well-organized events I have ever been to. And, and really, obviously, um, you know, uh, not, it was run by very capable men and very capable women, but there was a, a very even mix there. And there was, yeah. uh, it was really, really, really encouraging to see. Andrea, you've worked with some quite inspiring women in your time. You were telling us about the lady from Alfa Romeo earlier. Yep, she was... Uh the team manager of uh, Alfa Romeo team, it was in DTM in uh, 95, time flies, and uh, there she was, the team manager for the Alfa team in ATCC and uh, WTC, Monica, Monica Bregoli, and uh, we are still, still close friends, etc. And uh, she was really, you, you know, to be a driver, etc., etc., but when you have to lead, and we are speaking about uh, 30 years ago, a male team, in a male uh, motorsport and everyone is look at you like uh, you came from Mars something like this you have to have a, there is an expression that is not nice uh, referred to a woman but it gives the idea let me say very strong and uh, determinated and uh, and I have to say if I can when I was uh, in uh, Yandai lately and before I hired, honestly, many women, and also now for the TCR organization we have, because uh, I respect them a lot, because also recently, being an engineer and with the other things, they have to be twice as good as a man to be respected uh, a bit less than a man. Mm -hmm. And I always respect them, and I always think that if they work in motorsport, they are very strong, very good, whatever level, engineers and the budget manager, whatever it is, and they have a passion that is amazing because many men are working in motorsport because it's fancy. <laughs> we have to say the things as they are. Eh? Yeah. Women are working in motorsport because they, they are strongly passionate. And they have uh, very nice memories of uh, engineers and others uh, in Yandai also before. And uh, the, the thing that uh, remains in my heart is the passion that we are putting it. And as I said uh, to a speech uh, 
to all the people involved in customer racing, but in Hyundai, if the current I-20 rally two car has been homologated, is thanks to an engineer, his name is, uh, her name, sorry, is Lucia, and if it was not for Lucia, the car would have been never homologated. Uh, and uh, she was working night and day to make it happen. And uh, she's so passionate and everything. And that those are the people, the kind of people that motorsport needs. And uh, if it's a man or a woman, I don't care. They should be examples. Yeah, absolutely. And Josie, you've come across many, many of those examples, and you've got many of them at the forum in, Fev in yes. March, I'm sorry. Yes. It's going to be great, isn't it? It's really, it's, it's, I'm quite excited already by it, and we're still six, it, seven weeks away. Yeah, and it just keeps growing, you know. Yeah. Um, we've got several amazing sponsors and, and partners that are joining us for the event. Um, you know, Subaru's on board bringing some journalists, some incredible female journalists, no less. Um, you know, we've got Gerardo & Co. Uh, we've also got Haggerty Drivers Club, and you know, yeah. just just folks are, are are reaching out from around the world, wanting to be involved. So there is another way to be involved. Absolutely, Josie. I have to say, you're doing a fabulous job with that. It really is wonderful, uh, guys. I think we've probably just about gone over our limit. What are we at? Oh my goodness me, 49 minutes. That's just about perfect. Yeah, just but on this 49, five is for coffee. So that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so so 45 minutes. That is the perfect timing. So uh, perfect. Josie, again, thank you very much. It's been a joy thank to you. have you with us. You've brought a degree of, I don't know, a degree of something to the car that's not normally there. Um, and it was, it was really you mean much the appreciated. Cheese smell. I'm, talking, I'm talking about the driving, <laughs> the driving, seeing as David, you've, I have to say, Josie has been very forceful in the fact that she's been driving. Thank you. you saved us from David's driving. And Andrea, thank you for inviting us to this wonderful place. Remind us what it's called again. Caffè Torino. And what's you know, the square that in we're Italy in? we have not many fantasy. In no. Torino, the best is called Caffè Torino. Torino. And the square that we're in, the glorious square, what's it called? Piazza San Carlo. So you come to Torino, Piazza San Carlo, come to Capi Torino, and if you're lucky, like us, you might bump into the brain of rallying sitting in the corner. Lucky or not a, lucky, let the people speak after. But. So, <laughs> so, folks, if you have any questions for Josie, uh, make sure you send them to info at dirtfish.com. Yes. If you have any questions for Andrea Damo, find them on social media. He's somewhere, I'm sure. <laughs> if you've got any questions for us at Dirtfish, you know where to find us. Have a look at all of our social channels. It's been a joy talking to you, Andrea. It's been a joy, Josie, having you along on the podcast as well today. Folks, that's it from Spin, the Rally Pods.